Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He followed in the footsteps of the great Dan Marino and brought Pittsburgh to heights not seen since the great Tony Dorsett ran the ball to Panthers' glory. He made the CFL fans forget about Flutie and Theismann and Warren Moon. As a football analyst, he's been compared with D-Row and Madden. And even more importantly, he survived the Joe Philbin era as a member of the broadcast team, the Finsiders. We welcome to the program uh, the great John Congemi. Made a uh, dynamite debut, as alluded to in the opening there, and uh, came right back with a strong follow-up. And uh, every Monday, 9 o'clock, we go Dateline Dolphins with John Congemi. Jonathan, how are you, my friend? I am doing terrific, Defoe. I think the most impressive thing about that open was me surviving the Philbin era. (laughs) The only way to get your morning started is with Defoe, joined by Luby, right here on the Defoe Show. Welcome back to the show, the ALT Depot Show, brought to you by Altitude International. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with a very excited Mike Luby Lubitz on Appeal Yourself Off the Mat Monday. It's time to go Dateline Dolphins with the great John Kajemi. Dateline Dolphins brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, mile marker 104 in the Keys. They have everything there. They have dining. They have lodging. They have uh, water sports and recreation. They have sunsets. Uh, they have all kinds of great things. Happening at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. We'll be there next week. Very excited about that. The uh, Jimmer, according to Tommy Fox, who, who is uh, kind of acting as uh, an agent of sorts in these negotiations uh, with Jimmy Johnson, says uh, he's going to be there. And I would imagine, uh, and, and John, by the way, brilliant performance. You, you have a, a characteristic in common with uh, two of our favorites, Craig Minervini and the great Tommy Hutton, and that you never aged, John Kajemi. <laughs> Having uh, watched you on the tube yesterday, I mean, I, I thought it was like an old clip, you know, where they dug up something from like uh, nineteen ninety-seven. But uh, you look great, kid. Uh, how are you? Everything is going great. Had a good weekend. Got to see the Dolphins play and uh, exciting golf uh, six-man playoff, which was kind of cool. So uh, it, it's been a good weekend and uh, peel yourself off of that Monday. Starting out pretty good as well. Yeah, I didn't really touch on that because that was very exciting and very unusual. I don't think it's unprecedented, a six-man playoff, but it is kind of weird to watch a sixum of pro golfers out there on 18 <laughs> trying to win a golf tournament where they all finished 15 under. It was tremendous, uh, the Wyndham. And, and it looked like Adam Scott had this thing nailed down. I, I walked away from the TV set thinking he was going to make that putt after the other five guys were, well, four of them were in you know, some level of difficulty on the first playoff hole. They all managed to uh, make par, and then you're thinking, okay, it's going to be uh, anticlimactic because uh, Scott's going to knock in this four-footer. Well, what happened here? He pushed it to the right? Uh, how did he miss that thing? You know what? It, 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 everybody thinks when you're like a 12 handicap or an 8 handicap or a 20 handicap, you have a four-footer. Half of my friends just pick it up. This is good. Why yeah. am I going to putt this? Don't embarrass. Don't make. Don't embarrass myself by asking you to putt that, right? 
So you have to make those putts down the stretch. And I don't know, you know, whether he pushed it or just misread it or just, you know, it was one of those things that doesn't go in, but it gave a window for the other five guys. And Kevin Kisner goes uh, in that second playoff hole and, and stuffs one to about three feet, makes the putt and, you know, shoots 66 to get there. So uh, had a great round as well. So it was a, a great finish. And he got rid of that choke label, right? Because he was 0-5 in playoffs prior to that. I don't imagine any of them involved five other competitors. Uh, speaking of that four-footer, you made me think of our good friend and former Dolphin and, and Dolphin broadcaster Joe Rose, who uh, was naturally a trash talker, as you might imagine, John and Jimmy, when he was out there playing golf. We were in a bunch of those yes. celebrity scrambles, and uh, Joe would, would always uh, start talking right before the guy he was in the middle of his uh, backstroke there, uh, backswing uh, putting, and uh, he would say, there's a little chicken left on that bone. And uh, that was it, even if the guy had like a two-footer. The other guy, Henley, missed a couple of real short uh, putts. He looked like Don Henley putting the ball. As, he uh he, he missed a couple down the uh, backside. But that was very exciting yesterday. All right, Luby is nothing but hyperbole about Tua's performance in this game. I didn't get a chance to see your assessment. I only caught, like, uh, you signing off there yesterday on that show with Jim Barry. But uh, what, what did you think, uh, John Kajemi? If anybody knows quarterback play, it's you, my friend. Well, I know that Goldie got Luby uh, all fired up with, with yeah. the Tua stuff going on today. And I, and I agree with him, actually. Um, he, was, he was accurate. He was on time. He moved well in the pocket. Uh, I thought his ball placement and location was excellent. Um, he controlled the tempo. You know, and this, this offense had the football for over 21 minutes. In the first half, the only thing they didn't do was get the football in the end zone when they had those opportunities in the red zone. So I thought Tua played really well. Eight of 11, 99 yards, had the interception, but that's totally correctable. I, I think he was he was guessing and hoping and predetermining that Waddle was going to win his matchup on the outside. And even though his helmet was looking at Shaheen, his eyes were to the right side, to the field side. And when he came back to the tight end, it was just a little late down the middle in the red zone where everything happens a little quicker because of you're condensed. You know, you don't have to go very far to make a play down there. So uh, the window closed quickly and, and it was an interception, but that's, that's a, a blip on the radar uh, in the preseason. You know, hopefully you learn from that and you, and you move on, but I thought Tua looked great. I mean, the funny thing is nationally and even locally, everyone talks about Tua. The only thing I took neg- negatively from that game, John, is what we've talked about all off season is the run game. The run blocking, whether it was two or Brissett, was not good. And the running backs, to me, are average to bad. I I don't know how they improved that. I know Eichenberg wasn't out there. What are your thoughts on how they could possibly improve that run game? Well, it wasn't it wasn't awful, but it, we were looking for more, right? Yes, yes, we improvement. I think that we were looking for more. We were looking that the Miami Dolphins offensive line that struggled in short yardage, they struggled with a couple holding calls. Yep. They didn't establish the line of scrimmage with enough consistency. If for week one in the preseason, yeah. that's where the microscope goes. Now, you had a, a couple of days of practice with Chicago. You're going to do the same thing this week with Atlanta. You're going to have a couple of good padded practices, and you hope that that offensive line makes a jump from week one to week two. Um, I think they will. I, I thought Michael Dieter held up well in the middle. Uh, I thought Austin Jackson gave a lot of effort. Um, he got called for a couple holding calls. But the one thing you cannot allow in, in the run game is 
when the defensive line moves that line of scrimmage in your offensive backfield and you allow penetration because that will make a good running back look bad. And I'm not so sure, you know, that was where the Dolphins wanted to start with their offensive line, but that's the starting point now, and they can only go up from there. You hope. So this week you want to see that improvement against Atlanta. John Jemmy with us here on 940 Wins, 1230 The Zone, around the world. On the iHeartRadio app, Dateline Dolphins, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill and the Keys. True or cliche? And I remember when Tony Dungy used to bring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he was coaching the Buccaneers uh, here to South Florida for these uh, tandem uh, dual practice sessions. Uh, Everybody would say, well, you get more out of that than you do the game itself. Is that true or cliche, in your opinion, John Kajemi? I think it leans towards the true side because you can script what you want to see in a practice. You might not get a two-minute situation or you might not get a short yardage or a goal line or a, a sudden change with an interception where you know your offense is coming on the field and you want to take a shot at the end zone. So I think it's, it's either, either on par or a little bit favored towards the practices because the coaches can script exactly what they want to see on film and use that as a teaching lesson the next day. All right, a very excited Tommy Fox uh, sent me a text last week. He called me a couple of times. I was playing tennis at the time, so I wasn't inclined to answer my phone, which I'm not inclined to answer anyway with uh, the various people that are chasing me, John. Uh, you don't have this <laughs> predicament. but uh, and, and he even called Mustang uh, to see if she knew where I was because he was so excited about this news. The Jimmer going to be with us next week uh, from uh, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Jimmy Johnson going to join us on the show. Yes, I have, uh, I have confirmation from Tom Fox and my brother Dominic that they've uh, reached out uh, to Coach Johnson. He's going to join us between 9 and 10 uh, from Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. So, uh, you know, great excitement with him going in the Hall of Fame, obviously, and a legendary Hall of Famer. And I uh, can't wait to talk Dolphins and Hurricanes and anything that's on his mind. Well, and Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, we can't wait to get there, John. You've been there many times. And, uh, well, yeah, well, what? What can we uh, expect? Because uh, I was looking at the reviews. There's always that one negative review that's always at the top that was written by the guy that owns the pizza place down the street. But, uh, everything else was just like rave reviews about this restaurant, uh, which also happens to be uh, in certain places pet-friendly as well. So how can you possibly beat this? This is the ultimate place to go for a weekend in the Keys. Well, I was there Saturday night and had a spectacular oh, wow. time. Got to see uh Got to celebrate my dad having his 80th birthday celebration nice, down awesome. in the Keys. Congrats. So, nice uh, birthday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So we were there, and um, it was great. Dominic uh, cooked. Uh, he sang. He, he did everything. Nice. So it, we had a joke teller. It, it was spectacular. But we were in one of the uh, one of the condos there, and it's, it's uh, you know, uh, enormous. Uh, 3,000 square feet. You got three bedrooms. You got a giant screen TV. Um, the pool was, was hopping. Uh, everybody was having fun. Uh, you know, the, the storm went west, so uh, we had a lot of good uh, sunsets and not a lot of rain. So it was this beautiful place, great food, uh, great camaraderie with friends down there. So, uh, you know, when you're going to Key Largo and you're going around mile marker 104 to 106, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill is on the bay side, and it doesn't get much better than that. All right. To uh, inquire about uh, staying there and uh, or make a reservation for dinner or any of the things that are available to you there, 305-453-9066, 305-453-9066.
very excited about next week's show. Not that we're uh, not excited about the rest of this one, but uh, next week with Jimmy Johnson, 9 to 10, uh, been promised to be with us uh, from Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in the Keys. More with John Jimmy. Just getting going here with John. Dateline Dolphins, 940 wins, 1230 the zone, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Marlins baseball, the run for 71, still on. A tango with the Braves tonight, 7-10 for the first pitch. I heard my man Glenn Geffner on the call the other day. Listened to a lot of Marlins baseball on the radio. Did a lot of driving on Saturday in particular, and uh, just a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, catching a game, you can catch it on the radio stations, and that gets sent away 640 with Kyle Seeloff and the pregame show. Back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. I like that Jason Taylor loves that. It's uh, 919. You know, and feel free to Dan Marino. Does he experience or did he ever experience nightmares about handing the ball off to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that one year when Jimmy <laughs> insisted on running the ball on every play? And uh, it, it was always, I mean, uh, the announcer, I think it was Ron St. John was a stadium announcer back then, and you could hear him say, hand off to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, gain of one, second and nine. Hand off to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, gain of one, third and eight. <laughs> Danny, ever talk about that? Remember, no, he's never days. really talked about that, Defoe. But you're right. I think they did have that on loop at whatever the stadium was called. At <laughs> yeah, time. it was one yard every time, and it was a generous one yard. They were giving them statistically. Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs, thanks to Defoe and Luby. Now on the Defoe Show. Dateline Dolphins underway here with John and Jimmy on the ALT Depot Show, brought to you by Altitude International. John, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in the Keys. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz, yes, and we have the great John and Jimmy with us here on the show. You know this, John, that we try to work Dan Marino into the show somehow on a daily basis Always. in some kind of favorable light. Uh, but his name came up uh, in, uh, I guess, uh, you know, sort of a, a different. Uh, sort of reference than the usual ones here with Dan Marino and his greatness, uh, the Dan Marino tackle attempt after an interception. <laughs> and you remember he used to kind of feign like he was running after the guy, and then the guy would be right next to him, and he'd just, you know, say, hey, your mother, uh, before he went into the end zone. Uh, which was uh, less like a real football function, uh, Dan's attempt to tackle uh, a defensive back who had picked off a pass before he went into the end zone, or Tim Tebow's attempted block <laughs> in that Jacksonville <laughs> I don't know. I think they all tie for first, Depot. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I, I I loved when Dan Dan used to say, you know, when he threw an interception, it was going the other way. I'm not going to go tackle a guy. I'm just going to get the ball back that much quicker. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. Marino, uh, go in. It, yeah. Yeah, but I saw the block with, with Tebow. That for as big a guy as Tim Tebow is, you would think he'd he'd want to prove a point that you know he's going to be able to do something at tight end that stands out or differentiates himself from other tight ends on that roster. But that block was not it. Well, maybe it exposed him, you know, for, for what it is instead of you know trying to makeshift a guy that's a terrific athlete into an NFL tight end in one year when he's in his thirties. That's a that's a tough chore. He said after the game that God had instructed him not to hurt anybody. That uh, he was just in there to <laughs> catch passes. That makes a lot of sense. And, uh, <laughs> and that was the thing. All right, I'm looking at a Dolphins depth chart here, John Kajemi. And, uh, you know, we always talk about battles for positions, if there are any, uh, going into the regular season. Uh, now, this was only one game of the preseason. But uh, what, what do you see as, as some of the keys there? Are, are there really any 
battles for position that are uh, pretty much uh, even Stephen uh, a coin toss right now? Well, look at wide receiver, yes. number one. I, I would think that that's the position you kind of put a magnifying glass on because Devontae Parker has, has practiced uh, at training camp. Uh, hopefully he's going to play against the Atlanta Falcons, but he's been off the field and on the field you know, with a hamstring issue or lower leg injury. Preston Williams has yet to practice, and, and he was counted on. Those are your two starters on the outside. You know, if you're, if you're looking at paper, those were the two guys. William Fuller practiced one time. He's going to be on suspension for the first game of the year against New England, so he's not really projected to play until the Buffalo game at home. Uh, Jalen Waddell has looked good. Albert Wilson has looked outstanding, as well as Jakeem Grant, uh, who's come along as a wide receiver, not only uh, an electric returner either in kickoff or punt return. So I think the guy, Matt Collins, has taken a step forward with the absence of Parker and Williams. I think Lynn Bowden has a chance. Malcolm Perry uh, is a guy that's looked pretty good. Uh, Isaiah Ford, nine lives of Isaiah Ford with the Miami Dolphins. He's looked good in training camp. Didn't get a whole lot of run against the Bears. But that's a position, depending on injury, depending on availability, all of those guys could be in the mix for that fifth and sixth wide receiver spot. With all the players that were hurt, uh, and you mentioned uh, pretty much uh, the the first two positions on the depth chart at all of those spots uh, in the receiving core, uh, has anybody impressed you uh, so far, John Jemmy, among the so-called outsiders, maybe long shots to make the team that they might actually make the roster? Yeah, there, there's been a couple of guys that, that have looked pretty good. I think that some of the newcomers, like a Justin Coleman, actually appeared in the Bears game. He's had some good practices at training camp. He, he's a defensive back that's a corner, could be an inside player at nickel. I think Nick Needham has stepped up his game with, you know, with Howard and Jones not playing. Needham was pushed into yes, was a corner position or a nickel position. I think, you know, his name is not an unknown name because, well, he was unknown three years ago. No one knew who Nick Needham was, and now he's a fixture Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Kind of in the secondary, a jack of all trades. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, Javon Holland, the safety, the, the rookie, uh, the early draft choice. I think he's impressed the Dolphins coaching staff with his, his overall um, – demeanor the way he's calm about his business as a rookie you know he can take some educated guesses and, and be around the football he, he was known to do that in college and it's translating to the nfl i, I think there's a couple of guys at running back it's going to be tough to make the team because in my opinion 
Gaskin and Ahmed, are, they're, they're one in 1A. You know, I don't care which one's on the field. You're going to get the same type of vision, explosiveness, speed, uh, catching the football out of the backfield, uh, getting four yards when maybe there's only two because of his stature. He can kind of weave his body and, and crease a, a little bit of a hole inside of a guard or a tackle. Um, but, but who knows what's going to happen with Malcolm Brown. He started the game against the Bears. I don't think he's, he's going to be the starting running back, but maybe they wanted to see uh, pass protection against Khalil uh, Mack in helping chipping with Jesse Davis off the edge because you didn't want to get to a ear hold. You know? So there's, there's a lot of things that go into getting playing time, Defoe, not only in training camp but in the preseason games because the coaches want to see how those players react when certain play calls are made and kind of evaluate what they know about the veterans on their team. Is this finally the year, in your opinion, John Kajemi, that we can drop the words makeshift and patchwork from our football vocabulary <laughs> when it comes to the Dolphins' <laughs> offensive line? Will we finally get past that point? Well, you sure hope so. You know, that's the goal. It's been the goal for the last 10, 12, 15 years, I think for the Miami Dolphins. And I think the offensive line in training camp ha- has looked pretty good. Now, it didn't translate against the Bears. Like I said, short yardage struggles, uh, red zone struggles, a couple of holding calls. That's going to happen. But, but the one thing that would be the worrisome of, of everything for the offensive line, you cannot allow penetration in the running game. And that's either a bad assignment, uh, bad technique, or a combination of, of, of all of the above. You cannot miss a guy at the point of attack and allow your running back who's, who's on a, a path that he thinks he's going to be able to break that line of scrimmage, get into that second level, and make a play. When you have to u- have those U-turn runs in the backfield where you yep. stop and then start again, the NFL is too – there's too much speed on defense in the front seven to be able to do that with any kind of regular success. So you have to be – as an offensive line, you cannot allow penetration. At least create a stalemate and let your running back fall forward for a couple of yards. It's a positive play. You don't get behind the chains that way. So um, that's the thing I'll be looking for against the Falcons, and not only in the game, in the preseason game, but in the practices. Can they create? Uh, can they create that line of scrimmage moving towards the Atlanta second level? Can they? Can they create a stalemate to give the running backs an opportunity to make? Make a break or make a cut off of a block. And you don't want that penetration where you're getting hit in the backfield and now it's second and 12, it's third and 13, and you're not, you're not putting some positive plays together. Yeah, it always stinks when your running back gets paved over in the backfield. <laughs> <after> <laughs> oh, tell me about Reversing fields on a wild scramble, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to call now? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, send me, get the tight ends out. Send me another receiver. Let's go. You hate seeing that guy get pulverized, uh, you know, six yards behind the line of scrimmage uh, and flattened like a pancake. All right, John Kajemi, we'll take a look at uh, what's ahead the week ahead against the Atlanta Falcons with John Kajemi and also a look around the National Football League, maybe get into some college football. It's Dateline Dolphins with John Kajemi, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in the Keys. Very excited. And um, can, can we blare some trumpets? I mean, do, do you believe this is a certainty? I guess anything could happen, right? John, but uh, Jimmy Johnson going to sit in with us, uh, and that, that's supposedly going to happen from 9 to 10 next week. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I, I think Coach Johnson's going to uh, join us uh, between 9 and 10 next, next Monday. 
So uh, we'll be all uh, live from Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. So why not have Coach Johnson uh, in our inaugural broadcast from from the Chill? I think that's going to be great. Yeah, he's told uh, my brother Dominic he's going to be there, and and he's it's not going to be just a one-time occurrence. I think Jimmy's going to yeah. join us on multiple occasions this year. That sounds great. Plate of nachos. So what what do we order there for breakfast? Yeah, Plate I think of nachos he gets, and, yeah, and some Heinies. Nachos, yeah. chicken, chicken chili nachos with extra jalapenos is, uh, with a couple of Heinies, <laughs> I would think, right? <laughs> Going to need several just to put out the fire and uh, be able to speak. What are you talking about? Now, Jimmy can handle it, though, uh, you know, all those years in Dallas with the Cowboys. All right, uh, we're coming back with more in a moment, more with John and Jimmy here on the ALT Defoe Show, brought to you by Altitude International. They peel yourself off the mat Monday continues with John in a moment. Now that. The time. Did look good on TV, this kid. It's uh, 936. Our good friend John Kajemi, another fine job on Dateline Dolphins, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in Key Largo. And uh, I can't wait to get down there, John. I know that. But I wanted to get your thoughts uh, being a, a scratch golfer and a guy who aced the hole 16 at Augusta National in the company of the great Dan Marino and a legendary story associated with that. If you had been John Rahm and coming off of 18 and they told you uh, you were going to be disqualified from the tournament, even though you were leading by six shots, he could have gone around the course with a putter and still won the tournament. Your thoughts would have been what? Restrain me. Somebody hold me back. <laughs> I'm going to choke this guy. That would have been my initial my initial reason. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when it came out. And just, just horrible luck for John Rahm. From South Florida to the entire world, thank you to the iHeartRadio app. Here is Defoe joined by Louie on The Defoe Show. Oh, why, oh, why did we take Jake Long, Bill Parcells? <laughs> Instead of Matt oh, Ryan, who was sitting there two picks later, we could have had a quarterback Sorry. here following <laughs> in the footsteps of Dan Marino. I bring this up because the Falcons are coming to town to take on the Miami Dolphins week two of the preseason. We're Dateline Dolphins with the great John Kajemi, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. We'll be at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. That's right, jogging down to Key Largo. Going to try to make a weekend of it and have some fun. Mile marker 104 in Key Largo. And, of course, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, outstanding restaurant. Great recreational stuff there, too. Uh, John, did you go out there, uh, some of that backwater on one of the Wave Runners? Uh, what was uh, the level of activity there uh, while you were down there celebrating your dad's birthday? You know, I didn't make it out to the water because uh, my bottom half was numb sitting at the tiki bar for about four hours. <laughs> so I, I, I never really made it out there, but the view was awesome. Yes, I would this imagine. I, I'm very excited about this. Uh, you, you know, sometimes uh, you have to schlep to go to a gig and you're thinking, do I really want to do this? But in this case, it, it couldn't be any better and uh, it should, should be a wild time. It'll also be in conjunction with the Mustang's birthday, so... Could be uh, a wild celebration going on there that Monday in the Keys. All right, Atlanta in town, uh, another uh, dual workout system taking place before the preseason game, preseason game number two. And then we're two-thirds of the way through the preseason, which is also a good thing. But uh, what what kind of expectations, what would you like to see John and Jimmy uh, transpire and, and develop and evolve uh, against the Atlanta Falcons this week? Well, you want to build on what you've started in training camp. You know, as a head coach, as a coordinator, you want to see guys take the next step and be able to take more offense, defense, and special teams schemes in, be able to improve on your performance in the first preseason game where you felt like you fell short, and you want to be able to keep the level 
uh, of execution where it was where you thought things were trending in the right direction. So it's another color jersey coming to town for two days of practice, which I think, as we talked about earlier, are just as important, maybe if not more, than the actual game. So, you know, you're going to have, you know, Kyle Pitts, uh, a highly touted uh, draft choice. I think he was the number four overall selection last year's draft. He's probably going to play. He didn't play against Tennessee last week. I, I think Matt Ryan will probably play. Calvin Ridley, who was held out a, a wide receiver. Mike Davis, a running back, uh, didn't play. So I would think those guys would be on the field for the Falcons. So you're going to get to see you know, some, some high-level talent, and you're going to be able to have to defend a, a tight end slash wide receiver that, you know, coming out of college could have been the best player on the board last year. Did you catch, uh, and uh, you, you've observed a lot of practices, uh, uh, do you have to have the obligatory fight, especially before week number two of a three-game preseason uh, while the two teams are practicing together? Uh, how, how do you anticipate that? And, uh, well, Khalil Mack, I guess he was involved in one a little scrape, right? But who's going to tangle with that guy against Chicago? Well, what do you think? Do we get the obligatory fight uh, with, with uh, the Dolphins and the Atlanta Falcons this week? I don't think so. I, I think there was some pushing and shoving in Chicago. I wasn't there to witness, but I'll be there on uh, Wednesday and Thursday for the practices uh, between the Falcons and the Dolphins. You'll probably get a, a little jawing back and forth, some pushing and shoving, but I, I don't think you're going to get – uh, the the blowout fight, I, I don't believe so, unless somebody really does something that uh, infuriates uh, the other team, a, a bad hit, you know, a cheap shot, a, a cut block, or something that's a little out of the ordinary of a, of a regular practice. Now, does that carry over into the game where, where you're practicing against a guy and uh, maybe doing a lot of trash talking, then you get in the uh, obligatory fight? Uh, do you, does that carry over into the game uh, from your knowledge of the NFL? John I would Jimmy? think so. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it does. And, and then if you see him in the nice. regular season, it, it carries over yeah. for a third time. Nice. So, yes, yeah, you, you don't forget those things. You keep those in the back uh, of your mind. And if you're the quarterback and he's playing on the, the defensive line, you remind your offensive lineman of it for sure. I'm going to kill you, Dobler. I'm going to kill you when I see you again. <laughs> you can imagine that was said uh, a few times when Conrad Dobler was, like, biting people's hands off at the bottom of a pile in a in an exhibition game. Uh, all right, uh, many other things happening, and I guess with the Falcons uh, getting uh, trashed was the performance of A.J. McCarron, who uh, is in there trying to uh, become the backup to Matt Ryan. Uh, do you read much into that? A.J. McCarron is okay. I mean, it uh, would seem like a very capable backup quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, certain times, he's looked pretty good. But uh, what do you think? I mean, is that that important uh, that uh, the first preseason game was panned by the critics with regard to A.J. McCarron? No, I don't think so. I, I, it's the first preseason game. How did he play uh, in training camp and practices leading up to that? Is he going to play against the Dolphins? Yes, for sure. Uh, but you're going to have to do better than what you did against the Titans because I think McCarron and Felipe Franks, who was the other quarterback that played, they combined to complete, I think, seven passes for a total of 52 yards. That's not going to get it done. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, kind of uh, lame reviews of Trevor Lawrence's performance. Uh, seems, seems a little bit weak there. Uh, is that Urban Meyer? Do we, do we start the campaign to fire Urban in, in Jacksonville? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think so. Not yet. But that's not a very no. good football team, too. That's why they are ended up with Trevor Lawrence. So that's going to take a, a little time. Remember, 
uh, go all the way back to guys like Troy Aikman and guys that were, you know, Peyton Manning, those first years on some bad football teams until they got yeah. uh, the firepower around them were winners of one game or three games. So that, that's going to be a process that's going to take a few years. All right, we'll talk some more and uh, continue with John and Jemmy, uh, maybe get into some college stuff as the college football season is right around the corner. Dateline Dolphins, next week we're in the Keys, mile marker 104, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, and Jimmy Johnson is going to be with us. There may be some other celebrities on the scene there, John and Jemmy. This could be one wild party. Wow. So I'm looking very much forward to that. Uh, next week from Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill in the Keys, proud sponsors of Dateline Dolphins with John and Jemmy. Back with more with John in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 949. Well, John, and let me ask you as a guy who was on the offense, when play calls would come in, when they would be aggressive or they'd be conservative, does that affect how you guys carry yourselves on the field? The confidence you feel instilled by you or not instilled by you by the coaching staff? Well, I think initially you feel the disappointment. Yeah, you're looking up at the press box. Or you're looking at the sidelines going, I want to choke this guy. I want to go over and tell him, you know, call timeout and go on the field. Because, because guys, the, the people in your huddle are saying the same thing. It's just not you. Yeah. You know, it's just not you're taking on the responsibility of a head coach or GM or the owner of the team that, you know, I, my, because I play quarterback, I have the final say. It's your lineman when you look at him going, come on, let's go for this thing. We can get it. Yep. You know, we can, let's stay out on, let's stay in the huddle. Let's go. From South Florida to the entire world, thank you to the iHeartRadio app. Here is Defoe joined by Louie on The Defoe Show. I can't get this out of my head. Uh, I wanted to run this by John Kajemi here on Dateline Dolphins. Uh, John, do you believe that Dan Campbell will have an animal sacrifice at one of his press conferences? Or castrate a bull, Jackie Sherrill? Yes, yes, yes. yes. One thousand percent, yes. I really do think right, it's going to uh, happen, like for sure. Like one of these days, you're going to see like just a bull, and then he's going to carve it up. Yeah, Luby, he's going to come in with the high white socks and the eye black on, and and you know, it'll be crazy. <laughs> Bandana. Just to hang some chicken from the uh, rafters. Yeah. Uh, quick thought, and we only have a minute or so, but uh, just a uh, quick yes or no, crush job or no crush job, Notre Dame versus Florida State opening week. Oh, you're in here. Crush job. Crush job, Notre Dame. Okay. Alabama, UM, crush job or no crush job, Alabama? No crush job. No crush job. And uh, the Gators are taking on a cupcake. Well, we hate to call uh, Florida Atlantic a cupcake, but compared to an SEC team, they certainly would qualify there. So uh, I, I don't know. You, you would imagine they crush Florida Atlantic as well. Uh, all right. And who do you root for when the Gators play Alabama? I don't know what your position is on the Gators, <laughs> the Gators Jimmy. The Gators. You're pretty objective. But, uh, ah, you're in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm from my own heart. All right. We can't wait. What was that? Chili cheese nachos? Chili, chili With, uh, chicken, chicken chili. Chicken cheese nachos. Chicken and chili. Extra jalapenos. Okay. And a couple of Heineken lights. Okay, we'll have it waiting for you. Can you tell him. your brother to crank some of that up early in the morning? Yeah. Yes. That'll be great. We'll, yep. we'll get it. All right, we'll have that on the good standing. Yeah. Try not to be like Luby and get it all over the equipment, too. Because uh, <laughs> that craps out when we're in trouble. It happened to me on Saturday. Hey, we don't John, want to embarrass ourselves. Uh, uh, no. Coach John, no. No, right? definitely not. 
Not the first or, time. The Although first I think it would no. be difficult to do that. Uh, I mean, no, Luby eats like he's involved in the middle drill. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> John, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next Sounds week. Sounds great. Uh, awesome. Jimmy Johnson's big show. Always a pleasure. Can't wait, friend. guys. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow. John and Jimmy, Dateline Dolphins, brought to you by Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. A pleasure being with you on the ALT Depot show. And this, peel yourself off to Matt. Monday, Marlins baseball later on today. The Greek at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Haven't mentioned that. Always love following the Greek here on 940 Wins. The Marlins on 940 and 1230. And uh, we'll join you tomorrow on the iHeartRadio app as well at 6 in the a.m. as we leave you now that. The time. It's 9.59. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.